0: If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all. This is Anna Nash, and we are glad that y'all are here joining us today. Um, I'm with Julie Sparkman. And Jennifer Phillips, two of my dear, dear friends, and we are thrilled to be hanging out together today and kind of let y'all in on the conversation on the new book that's being launched next week, February 5th, um, called Unhitching from the Crazy Train, Finding Rest in a World You Can't Control. Um, Julie Sparkman is the author, and Jennifer Phillips has come alongside her in a wonderful way to co-author this book um, and get this material out there because we believe in it. Hi, Julie and Jennifer. Hello. Hey, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I want to start today um, by just telling you a little bit about our history. Um, my history with Restore Ministries is I had the privilege of working with Julie in um, developing and producing um, the two materials, Idol Addiction and Unhitching from the Crazy Train. These were in audios, videos, workbooks. Groups all over did these, and there were so um, so many people that were ministered to by these materials. Um, Julie is a counselor in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, many of you know her. And Jennifer, um, we've come to know through the process, um, has just returned to the United States from Australia. Um, she and her husband Brian and their kids have been missionaries in Australia, but we're glad to have her back on not just American soil, but on Alabama soil, so that now we can not just be co-workers over Skype, we can actually be friends. So I want to start today a little bit by asking you, Julie, about the title of the book, um, Unhitching from the Crazy Train, and where the title of the book originated. The title originated
1: from where a lot of things in my life originate, and that is probably straight out of the counseling room. I probably said it. 10, 15 times in a period of two weeks just working with men and women. Um, and I said just a lot of the time, well, you just got to unhitch from that. You got to unhitch from that crazy mm-hmm. term right there. Mm-hmm. Where I realized that we have such a propensity to um, kind of wire and look for our stability outside of us. Mm-hmm rather than within, which puts us at an automatic danger zone because those things outside of us, people and circumstances, are always moving and changing, and we are not in control of that. But that does tend to be the place where we focus our control, focus our happiness, focus our security, and it is a dangerous, dangerous ride. And so I spend a lot of time talking to people about what does it look like to unhitch from that, which isn't the same thing as um, going numb, um, staying in touch without longing, but at the same time not being controlled by it, and being controlled instead by what's going on inside
0: of you, your
1: relationship with the Lord.
0: Mm. I'm so thankful that you are willing as a counselor to just bring the principles that you use on an everyday basis with individuals and families. Um, These principles that you're just bringing to us so that we can benefit from them as well. It just this book kind of gives us a little capsule of what happens in your office most days and how you bring um, hope through the gospel to those um, sitting in the chair across from you. So thank you for doing that. Um, Jennifer, tell us a little bit how you entered the project, and this will kind of give us a lead into how we all met one another and mm-hmm. came together to do this. Um, yeah, it's really funny, kind of and bizarre how we all <laughs>
2: got connected. Yep. But um, I, uh, some some friends, um, introduced me to Julie's study on addiction. And I ended up uh, quoting her in my book, Bringing Lucy Home. God really used um, just a specific part of the idol addiction study to really resonate with me when I was going through a difficult time. And uh, and then I hosted a Bible study on idol addiction at my house for the women in our church in Australia. In Australia. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And we had 50 women come to my house every week. Um, for eight weeks mm-hmm. to go through Idle Addiction. It was amazing what God did during that time. But because of, of their excitement about the material, um, Restore's website started getting hits from mm-hmm. Australia.
0: And we're like, what's going on in Australia? They're <laughs> a crazy train in Australia.
2: That's right. And so, Anna, you somehow tracked, tracked it to me.
0: Well, that- yeah, your dad actually emailed us. Even before this and asked permission for Julie a quote from Julie to be put in your book Bringing yep. Lucy Home. Yep. And we're like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're not, actually, because he actually made the
1: mistake of emailing me. <laughs> <laughs> so that meant it went unanswered. <laughs> and he emailed me. Over and over and over <laughs> again, which should have been a clue, Jennifer. Should have been a clue. Mm. That was the beginning of True. the relationship,
2: True. right there. Yes. 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 So anyway, so you know, you like you realize that it was me in Australia, and so we kind of connected mm-hmm. that way. Right. And I think through you, you started following my blog that mm-hmm. I write, and then which maybe, is uh, JenniferPhillipsBlog dot which is absolutely
1: hysterical <laughs> and fun. Fun, 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 y'all! Yeah, and so true, so true, wonderful.
2: Thank you. Um, But anyway, Julie, I guess you started. Yeah, you started reading it, and so um, I wake up in Australia because when I would wake up in Australia, I would have emails and messages from people in America, Um, and I had this email in in my inbox from Julie Sparkman, and who we had never like. We, we Skyped one time to talk about idle addiction uh, in Australia. But anyway, and I'm like, what in the world? Is this, is this a joke? <laughs> Maybe this isn't <laughs> from Julie. but And it said, hey, when I read what you write, you sound like I write if I could write, but I don't write. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and um, people have been after me for years to take Unhitching from the Crazy Train, the lecture series, and turn it into a book would you be interested in that? And I was like, would I be interested in that? Are you Yay, kidding me? Wow. Um, and that's how we started the conversation mm-hmm. about doing the book. Right.
0: right. It mm. was, we were praying. Julie and I knew. No, we, we, that's not true. I Lena. was praying. I Anna wanted Julie to was do a praying. book because I knew there were so many people out mm-hmm. there that would not watch a DVD or do mm-hmm. a workbook, but they would read a book. And so I just nudge, just a teeny bit every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Let's write a book,
1: do a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd rather have a fourth child. I'd <laughs> rather have a fourth child, which is a big deal for, um, you know, a woman at 57. <laughs> but um, I never, ever, ever wanted um, to write because I don't, I don't write. I speak, which is two radically different gifts. <laughs> and I hate writing, Mm -hmm. hate writing. Mm -hmm. So I never, ever, ever Mm -hmm. wanted to do that until (laughs) Richard Simmons, um, who just recently finished the book, um, I think it's called Humility, and uh, he said, a book gets the gospel out further and faster. Mm -hmm. And I heard him, and I know you had told me that for years, but somehow God used that Mm -hmm. and that is what it's all about and so I said okay because he also said oh you don't have to write it all you Mm -hmm. have to do is find somebody to transcribe your teaching and then you give that to an author and the author writes it
0: so okay there you go (laughs)
1: Easy Enter as that. Jennifer Phillips. <laughs> Easy
0: as that. That's it. I think your biggest fear is that you didn't want your face on the shopping bag at Lifeway Christian Bookstore. Right. That's that. That mm. yes. That's yes. coming. That's that is that
1: is coming. It's, that's <laughs> coming. That's coming.
0: <laughs> and bobbleheads. Um, <laughs> I, I think what I hear both really. of you saying is that. Um, that this was not something that either of you had always dreamed of and i think when we line up with the kingdom and we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice and and that is our reasonable service of worship why we live out our days the way we do the things we're choosing to invest in i think that he puts us on this unusual track of the it lines up with the scripture that says no eye has seen no ear has heard Um, No mind has conceived. It hasn't even entered into the heart of man all that God has prepared for those that love him. And he had this in his mind all along. And it's just like when you least expect it, expect Mm -hmm. it because Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what he promises. But then we Mm -hmm. act so surprised. Mm -hmm. But then enter the broken world and the need, and the failure, and the inadequacy, and the insufficiency, and so I know that both of y'all write out of a very personal place of need in this book, that this isn't just some truths and and ideas that you think are good for other people to believe, these are things that you believe yourself first, and now it's being poured out, Mm -hmm. so can you address a little bit about how the project kind of put up a mirror in front of you of your brokenness, and of your insufficiencies? Which we didn't intend. Um, this was written. This was
1: intended to be written from the other side, um, and yet, of course, again, it was. Uh, little, little did we know that I. Th- I think that that was probably one of the hardest, definitely in in my career career, one of the hardest things um, I had ever faced. What what started as a, as a great thing. Um, Jennifer wrote that first chapter and um, got that contract. Mm-hmm. Really, if it hadn't been for Jennifer, um, Jennifer gets things done. That's, that's <laughs> one thing. <laughs> she gets things done. Um, and she did it. Uh, and it was beautifully mm-hmm. written, beautifully I written. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my word, this is fabulous. We were so excited. Spot on. Go yes, spot on. It was perfect. I look back now and I think, oh, that was just such a setup.
0: That was just such a setup. <laughs> it um,
2: was. Mm-hmm. It set our expectations so high. Yes,
1: <laughs> it was going to be so easy, and um, so we we got the contract from New Hope Publishing and signed that. And I uh, I think the last thing I said to Jennifer was, listen. I, I'm just going to hand this over to you, and I will not even move so much as a comma. It is <laughs> yours, baby. Go. Mm. And that's the last thing she heard from me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I started writing. So kind of our process um, was we, we got Julie's talks transcribed. And um, so I would get a transcription of what would be a chapter and I would take that and, and write. And, uh, and then I'd send it to Julie and um, say, hey, what do you think? What do you think? And the answers I would get, sometimes I heard silence. <laughs> sometimes it was just a vague, yeah, I think, well, what about, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. and kind of like some vague feedback, but I didn't really know it nothing specific on you know how to change it or whatever and so I tried to like take that and try something else and um, and send it back in kind of the same vague response or silence and so you can talk about how you responded to that but I, for me um, I realized very very quickly how much of my identity was tied to Julie's Response, because I'm thinking I'm going to nail this. I'm going to knock it out of the park. She already thinks I'm fabulous. She's going to think I'm even more fabulous. And when I was getting this, like getting these vibes of, ah! um, it shook me really to the core. Of oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this. I'm a terrible writer. Why did I ever think I could do this? She doesn't like it, but I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what to do. And so, but I would just keep trying and you can say what you, what you were thinking during all this.
1: <laughs> Which was exactly what was going on with me was, oh my word, uh, no. Uh, I don't know what I was looking for, but uh, this isn't exactly it. But I don't know how to say what's wrong. And mm-hmm. if you don't know how to say mm-hmm. what's wrong, mm-hmm. you can't say anything. So I couldn't say anything. And um, it went on like that for months. And yes, here I am a counselor who works with people uh, who have communication difficulties. And my response to one of the biggest problems I had ever faced in my career, which mm-hmm. was, com- was to completely shut down. Um, and it was like watching a tsunami come because this was months and months and months. And she would continue to send me faithfully, continue to send me chapter after chapter after chapter, and I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to help. I didn't know. I, I mean, I wasn't going to be able to write it. I can't write. Mm-hmm. What, what could I do? Right. What could I say? And so I said nothing. <laughs> and the deadline just kept getting closer, <laughs> oh, and, closer and closer and closer and closer. And I terrible. just literally was shutting down. And essentially didn't even really realize the impact which is what makes me sad. When I look back, didn't really even recognize that I had essentially abandoned Jennifer Mm -hmm. completely, Mm -hmm. which is what happens when you get scared, you get lost in your own pain. You don't even recognize what you're doing to those of you, uh, those of the the people around you. Um, Finally, it culminated in dear Jennifer saying to me, finally, one night, She was the one who had the courage to say, look, I got to be honest. Mm. I need something from you. Mm -hmm. I got to hear something from you. I I need some encouragement. Julie, it has literally been six months since you've said a word. Yes. (laughs) And suddenly it was like my eyes were opened and I saw Jennifer. And I saw what my my silence and my shutdown Mm. and my own shame had done to her and how it had impacted her mm-hmm. and the graciousness that she offered me. Um, and the, just the beauty of how God allowed us mm. in that conversation that the two of us could be honest only in the gospel Amen. can we say, I love you. I don't love this. I don't know what to do. Mm. But we know that God is here. Mm -hmm. And that literally is exactly what we did. And we are committed to each other. And we are committed to this project because we know that God is in this. Amen. Mm -hmm. That conversation was a miracle.
2: (laughs) Right, right. And I remember I said to you, you know, Julie, I'm sorry because I, I realize how much I've been worshiping your approval mm. and that, that mm-hmm. like that's where I've been placing my security. And this is it's been, you know, causing me to go, mm-hmm. you know, to have emotional ups and downs, mostly downs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, and just to say uh, this is this is about it's so much bigger than me. This isn't about. It's not the Jennifer Phillips show, Mm -hmm. and let's see. Let's show everybody what a a great writer I am, um, and how much I can impress Julie with my writing. It was um, God wants to do so much. Something so much bigger with this book, and He wants Mm -hmm. to start with us. Like He Mm -hmm. wants us to walk through the truths that we're writing about, so that we can be that much more authentic in our writing. Right. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And that, that point, one of the big one of the most favorite points in the book is that the principle of but the belief of God is in this and God uh-huh. is in me. Mm-hmm. And we we realize that together as believers, working on a project like this, for y'all that grace and that gospel is just such the great leveler.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and you
0: can just extend such a amazing grace to yourself and to the other to get you on the same page mm-hmm. to move forward. And I just love that so much that When people read this book, it's not just written out of just some truths and principles taken here and there. That these are principles that Julie and Jennifer have literally lived out as they were writing the words on the pages. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what God does? Mm -hmm. He does. He first does inside of us. And then he takes it outside Mm -hmm. of us. And I've watched that, as both of you have called me. (laughs) 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 And said, has Julie said (laughs) that? Anyway, so um, as we close today, I would love to just give each of you an opportunity to um, just say, what what is your hope and your prayer for the the person who gets a hold of this book? What what is your prayer for them? What, What is your greatest desire The outcome. I know God's going to do amazing things that we can't anticipate. But just personally for you, what would that be like?
2: I would say for me, I think about one um, sentence in the book where talking about what what does it mean to to put on those glasses of um, seeing life through the lens of He is in this, He is in me, and um, and Julie, you say, does that make you feel freer, free ish? that's enough manna for the moment and I think um I would love for for the person who picks up this book and reads it if that gives them hope in the moment you know whatever it is that they're walking through um that they can feel a freedom and it's um not a freedom that whoop and that's it and from now on I will be 100 percent free but if that gives them hope for the next moment Um, whatever that challenge is going to be that they're going to walk through, whether that's a whining child or, you know, a child who is, who's sick or or whatever it is that they could say, wait, I remember. Yes. (laughs) He's Mm -hmm. in this. He is in me. And that makes me feel (laughs) free-ish, even freer. I love that. And man, that's manna for Mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear stories like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. When the picture that you had in your mind is blown up, like our picture (laughs) for the way that the book was to be written mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. got blown up, mm -hmm. what brings us peace is that mantra right there. Mm -hmm. He is in this, He is in me. And taking that by faith, walking that out, and seeing the amazing things he accomplishes while still not placing us back in that picture frees us to live outside the picture, which really is real freedom because real freedom isn't getting back into that picture. Real freedom is peace that if I get my way or if I don't get my way, it is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. and I can rest. That's freedom. Amen.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you. Thank you all so much, Julie and Jennifer. It's been a joy to visit and reminisce and just remember the faithfulness Mm -hmm. of God Mm -hmm. and and just to set some stones out right here today um, because God's done so much. And so hopefully right now you are asking the question, well, how in the world can I get a hold of this book because I'm ready to unhitch from the crazy train? you can do that by going to Amazon. The book is right there. Um, There'll be links all over Restore Ministries' website and social media, as well as New Hope Publishers. And we don't want to forget New Hope because they have um, really played an instrumental role. So we just want to give a a shout-out to New Hope Publishers. Thanks so much. So that'll do it for us today. Thanks, and we'll hopefully be doing another podcast so you you can join us again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you want to know a little bit more about Restore Ministries and what we do, you can visit us at restore-ministries.org.